Listening Dog Media. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the Hot Mess Mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our Hot Mess Mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. It is the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast. I'm Kelly Pegg. And I'm Jenny Powell. And with us today, do we call her Tasha? Do we call her Miss GB? Do we call her Natasha Jonas? Let's call her the darling of the boxing world because I'm feeling camp today. (laughs) Yes, it's Natasha Jonas. How are you? Good, thank you. Thanks to everyone who's already nominated a mum to win with Swan this Christmas. There's not long left for you to nominate a mum you feel deserves a treat after a tough year. Don't forget, we're giving one person a voucher worth £2,000 to spend with Swan. Keep listening to find out more details and visit swanbrand.co.uk to check out some of their amazing products. The Hot Mess Mums, Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. I bet you've never heard an intro like that before. And called a lot worse, but Tasha will do. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want us to call you? I mean, is it? Do you like Tasha? Tasha. It's Tasha. Tasha. Yeah. yeah right. Mm. Lovely. Well, welcome to our world, Tasha, and our community of hot mess mums. And you certainly are one of those. Let me tell you, you put us all to shame. To be fair, <laughs> I don't know about that. So I know you're in the thicket of it at the moment, um, and it, well, you always are. I mean, is it a constant thing with you? With I mean, as the the, the first British female uh, at the 2012 Olympics, um, that's that's a big flag to fly, isn't it? And uh, the pressure's constantly on, I presume. Yeah, I think it's mad because you don't really you don't really appreciate big milestones like that until you look back. You're always so focused as an athlete on the thing right in front of you, right there, right then, that you don't appreciate what you've actually, where you've come from or what you've done. So now that I look back and I look, I think, oh, you know, that was, that is a big, big thing. Or I think, oh, that could be a question on, 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 on a um, question of sport or something. I think, oh, that's something big. But you don't, at the time, I wasn't thinking that. I was just thinking about the results in the Olympics. So yeah, it's mad. It takes so much drive to to do what you've done and get where you you are. And I know I love one of your posts on the Instagram, the picture of you as a little girl, and you said about you know, um, well, it was a lovely post to do with you know when people don't believe in you or, or you know this self belief that you had that has sort of carried you through, and that determination as well. So, because uh, there's a lot of people that, in your shoes, little girls that probably would love to do what you're doing now, but probably think, my God, how do you do it? So when you talk about that self-belief and that grit, how did you do it? How do you kind of create that from being young? I don't think, I don't think you, it, it was just, I, I, there's a story of um, me telling my mum when I was four, because um, I've, I've always loved sports and uh, like I grew up in a house with my nan. 
um, and loads of my other cousins. So we weren't allowed to just sit in the house because we used to do it editing. So she'd be like, get out and go and play. And I had two older boy cousins who I absolutely adored. And they were boys and they'd do like, like being with boys, you naturally do the things that they did. So my first love of sport was football. And I was mm-hmm. really good at it. It was probably better than the boys, but they'll they'll never admit that. But <laughs> we were just in, like encouraged to be out and be active. And because of that, I, I I loved sport and I loved doing stuff. And the first time I ever watched the Olympics um, was the 88 Games in Seoul. And right. I said to him, I'm going to be there. I want to be there. And my mum was like, whatever, love. And I'm like, no, mum, you're not listening. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. She's like, you, you better go and practice. So like, I ran out with my little flyaway ball and I was kicking the ball for another hour or two. But then, obviously, I didn't, I didn't know that story until after the Olympics and my mum had told me, but... I've always known that I didn't want to be like everybody else. And I don't mean that in a in a in a negative way. I just like I just wanted to be different and I, I didn't I didn't really care that none of my friends really wanted to play football or what didn't like sport. Because when we were when we were in senior school, like you see the amount of girls that come in every week with a note. There's a there's a note every week for something that they're not doing it. And I just <laughs> I just couldn't grasp that. Because I just loved sport and I was in every single sports club that the school offered. And I don't think there is. I think out of all the athletes I know, there might be two or three that finish in the sport that they started in. But lots have changed. And it's just it's just about having an idea of not even, you know, my, my dream was the Olympics. So just having that thing of no matter what I do, no matter how many bumps in the road, how many barriers I have to break down that I'm just going to keep on going and keep on going and keep on going. And eventually it took me 24 years, about <laughs> 3 million different sports, but I got there in the end. So, And your sister's the same, isn't she? I mean, she's, she's oh, not done bad, has she? Yeah. Well, we, we argue about who's the best footy player. And I, I <laughs> that it's me, but she's well better. And so, so she played for the women's team, didn't she? For the, in the Was it in the World Cup semi-finals or I've got, I've got it yeah. right? Yeah. For Everton, she's played for Man City. She's won the league with. Wow. Played um, now she's playing uh, with the Champions League winners, Leon. Um, and yeah, she's she's um, was in the World Cup. And me and my little girl, my little girl's not one bit interested about That's boxing. You'll mess about with me sometimes, but yeah. she's like, I just want to be a footballer, like Hans Nikita. Oh, <laughs> it's amazing. What a family. But, you, you know, you saying that you were inspired about, you know, the Olympics back in 88. But, you know, you're living proof from 2012. There was a huge increase, wasn't there, in women who then realised that, you know, they could get involved with boxing as a female. I mean, you really did set the bar and people were really inspired by it. Yeah, again, like, you know, trying to be quite humble and you don't think it's just because of you. But like for a long, but long time in our gym in the Rotunda, our amateur gym, um, I was the only female there um, that had kept on um, and competed for them. And now I go back. There's like school girls. There's there's junior girls. There's there's other senior girls. Live just turned over to senior, and it's just boss to see. And a really good thing about the Rotunda and about GB boxing, to be fair, and even here in Joe's is that mm-hmm. I'm not seen as a female boxer. I'm just seen as the that's, boxer. That's so fantastic. We, we were just, you know, we trained in our weight groups in GB. We train, I just trained as in my time here. Mm-hmm. And, and in the rotunda, I was just like, yeah, you're a senior. You just come in with the senior. So I was never 
differentiated be, be, because I was a, a girl. It was or a female. I just it was just like you know you're a boxer, and that's and I think that's really instrumental in in how I progressed. And you've done. I mean, what should we just sing your praises first about what what you have got? So it's, was, is it is it nine wins? Is it nine wins? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nine wins. Only one that we don't talk about. One loss, whatever. Um, <laughs> and you've got the world bronze. Yeah. And you've got the European silver. Because I always, what happens is, right, my other half, he's into, he, he was a BJJ um, European champion, yeah. And so he loves all the UFC, et cetera, and he loves all the boxing as well. And I'm like, there's so many titles. You know, when someone says, 50 world titles, and they go, well, he's, he's, he's got the world title. And then we watch another match, and we go, well, she's got the world title. And it's like, I just want to just confirm now that you've got those and we all get it and we can visualize it because there's so many of them. Yeah. In professional there's a lot of different organizations. So right. IBF, the IBO, WBO, WBA, WBC. The WBC, uh, and the, there's a ring belt magazine as well. Um, the WBC is probably the most prestigious in professional boxing. Yeah. Um, um, the World Bronze Medal and the... Um, Silver, yeah. From the amateur days, then. Right. Okay. So at times like these, or at any times when it's pre a big fight, um, or big match, should I say? um, What's what's the regime regime like, and how do you fit it in with being a mum of lovely Milo's? Is she four now? Is she four? She's four, but. She thinks she's about 36, about the same age. <laughs> yeah, that never changes. That's girls. Yeah. <laughs> it must be quite difficult to schedule, especially with such important matches coming up, etc. Um, and being a mum. just just tell us how it works and how you how you cope with it. Well, at the start, um, when I was training, because it was initially um set for the first time for April. Mm-hmm. So at the start, she's in her own routine of you know, I get up, get her dressed get her fed, she goes to, to preschool um, and she's there then and I come up to, to Joe's, I train uh, my boxing sessions and I do my set, I stay up here, have lunch, do my second session, go back and pick her up. Um, but then lockdown happened. So um, we was carried, we carried on for a little bit until they, they said, right, now the gyms are shut. So we weren't, wasn't allowed to train at all. So then there was no boxing, so that that it was like. But then I was in limbo about would it ever happen? Would I ever mm-hmm. get that chance again? And that was a bit annoying and frustrating. Then I was playing teacher, which was even more frustrating. Yeah, homeschooling. Yeah, we. I you wanted to punch yourself in the face, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> both suspended. We were both expelled by the second day. First day. I, Talk about June o'clock, I was like that. We'd be going to June, which she was crying, I was crying, I was like, oh. That's the biggest fight you'll ever have to face, I think. The biggest yeah. battle in a way. But you've done it, you've conquered it now because, yeah. you know, obviously things are, are easing up a bit for the time being. Um, so I'm intrigued because um, I think the dedication um, and the commitment that obviously it takes for 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 high level sports people like yourself is just off the radar and most of us can't appreciate it. But, you know, you sort of daily schedule, what's it like? When do you get up basically? Oh yeah. So now, <laughs> now, um, it's still, it's still pretty much the same. Get up, we both get dressed, bed, um, 
And then she's been coming along. I don't know if you've seen one of my latest uh, mm. media posts and she's in the gym with me doing doing bits. Yes. But I, I train, oh. she'll sit up here. Um, and then um, I'll stay for my second session. We've done the track. She was in the long drum pit doing whatever oh. she did. Oh. Um, building sandcastles. So, you know, it's, it's one of the things... You've just got to take it as it comes. You've got to work around it. You know, mum is my most important title at the end of the day. And, you know, she has to come first. And um, boxing, boxing's just something that boxing, boxing's my job. It's something I do. It's something I'm good at. It's something I really enjoy. And she she appreciates that. And she, she's been quite good, to be fair. Um, Lovely but, memories for her, though. You know, like when she's older and she's looking at your medals and you're talking about all these things that you've done, amazing achievements, and she'll remember those times where she went and watched you train and was with you. I just think that's really special. It, she, it is sweet. Um, but like I said earlier, she's like not one bit interested in me. She'd rather go bang the drums in a footy match with watching the <laughs> That was the highlight of a thing. She was allowed a horn and a drum. Mm-hmm. She was just made up at the and we went over to France at the World Cup and someone gave us like a, a drum and she was just like, Mum, can I hit it? I was like, Yeah, babe. So she was for days and days after she was like, Then when Nikita got the ball, she was like, Mom, that's my auntie. That's my auntie. Oh, okay. And I'm just like She's just spoilt for choice. That's the problem. Oh. That's it. But for you, who who have you learned the most from? Because sometimes, you know, you look at your kids and you think, God, I've learned so much from her. But in the amazing career that you have, um, and long may it rain, um, there's always someone, and it might not necessarily be to do ha- have to do with the sport or whatever, but I'm always intrigued with people with you have such a vision. Um, who have you learned the most from or res- who do you respect the most as well? There's loads of different people for loads of different reasons. I think um, sporting-wise, I respect, really respect Jane Couch because without her fighting for the legal right to even box in Britain, we wouldn't be allowed and none of the none of anything else would have happened. So I really do. And I re- even though I wasn't boxing at that time, I remember her court case. Um, and I never, I was playing football at the time and never just, but I think I remember thinking, wow, I can't believe she's won and I can't believe like we couldn't. Mm, um, yeah. Then obviously all them years later get into playing football and I just take up boxing and I, like I appreciate a fight even more then because I realised the struggle that we had just, you know, being one of the first teams and stuff, not for GB, but for England especially. You know, we had two boxing kits that were like left over. One was a small, one was an extra large. So... <laughs> No one really wore the extra large except Sab. And then we all had to wear the same one kit. So you just oh. prayed that you wasn't the last one on on that day because you'd have like 20 people sweat on this kit that you'd quickly <laughs> wash and pack oh. onto the person. We're all doing that now because of COVID, though, to be uh. fair. Every time you, if someone puts something on, you've got to wash it. And I'm like, oh, here we go. So, you know, <laughs> you were way ahead, way ahead of us. Yeah, <laughs> So sporting wise, it was it was like Jane's couch and, and like uh, Tani Gray Thompson because I remember she was the the first ever uh, like travel Olympic athlete that I ever really knew, but like was very successful. And now she uses a, a influence and a positivity mm. to try and change and make a difference for everybody else. 
you know and i think that's a really important if you have got that power to do that that you should use it positively and and, and try and affect it and um, in some way and then just in general me nan because me nan's like she Aww. is like she's like my happy place you know and i mean woman she's just they're just you know they're really important people to me and if i can emulate and be half the people that they are to with my daughter i i know i'll be successful so and do, do they come and watch you or are they like, you know, like in the Rocky thing, you know, where, the, where she's like this, I can't watch her, she's at home, like, so, did, yeah. did they come? Me like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mom, my mum was like, the first, the first ever fight she came to watch, I remember there was like, um, she just looked at me, looked at the girl and was like, oh, she's going to kill at me and then the girl was going to kill me. Right. And I'm like, oh, dad, don't bring her anymore. But, <laughs> She's the voice that can hear shouting stupid, stupid stuff like "Don't let her hit you, Tash," or "Hit her harder." I'm just like, I'm in the ring, like, Mum, shut up. <laughs> but then, but now, like, through, as me, I'm a degree progressed, and obviously, I, I got better, and um, you know, got to onto the Olympic squad and stuff. She became like, I'd be like, "Hi, oh, who, who, who are you boxing today?" And I'd be like, "Oh, I've got, I'm in a tournament. I've got this one." And she'd be like, "Oh, I see, I've seen it." She and she knew everyone in really? the box who they boxed, and she became like a big, massive fan. And even now, she still keeps her eye on on the amateurs, and she's like, "Oh yeah, you know, um, Caroline Tabar is very good, isn't she?" And and uh, you know, Chloe Watson. I'm like, "Oh yeah," oh, and she still keeps her eye on it now. Oh. <laughs> Bless her. I bet she's ever so proud, though, and your nan, you know. I'd I'd like to think so. Yeah, but you've been quite an inspiration because obviously you were asked to do exactly that, weren't you? To sort of inspire and encourage and promote um, uh, the sport uh, with young people at one stage. Yeah, no, I think it's. I think it. You know, the youth is the most important thing we yeah. have. You know the future and you know I don't see myself as as anything but some, some little kids do so mm-hmm. I think it's really important and I, I, when I do I, I do loads of work in schools and loads with the community and I, I stress that it's not just about boxing it's about being involved in something bigger and you know being positive and having an effect you know I box but you know football and boxing has made me confident it's made me you know driven it's made me hard work and it's made me, you know, work as a team. It's made me work on my own. And these are skills that are life skills. You know, they're not just they're not just apparent in your sport. That this, if you said to your employer, what do you, what do you want your, your best worker to be? They'd say reliable, you know, driven, you know, all yeah. the, um, just all these things. And that's what sports taught me. And I think that's that's a really important message to get across. It's not just about the sport in particular. It's about you know, like I say, being involved and being being in tune with something bigger and positive. And you've also, I noticed on your Instagram, done some bits to to sort of help raise awareness about period poverty as well for young girls. When I saw mm. your your video, I, it took me straight back to being a teenager when I was at school, and when my period was really bad. I mean, I wasn't in period poverty. I I was okay, but I used to hide in the toilets because I used to just hate it. Mm. And I think that there was always that thing, wasn't there? Like my nan used to say, "Don't." You shouldn't you shouldn't exercise when you're on your period. Yet now we're all told you you should. It makes you feel much better. But that whole thing and some girls not having the right access 
during that time mm. as well. So I thought that was really special that you're involved with that and raising awareness about it because it's something that I can't believe goes on, especially mm. in this country. Yeah. You know. That that exactly was my was my thing. I was like, when they come to me about it, I was like, people it's can't. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and a lot of people even like in, in within my community have seen that and said, is that really happening here? And I was like, that's not a thing for abroad. That's here in Britain, do you know what I mean? That's, you know, yeah. it, it happens. And it, it was shocking. Some of the statistics around it as well are shocking. And, you know, it's it's to put it out there, not only to encourage girls to, you know, but to have that conversation. So many people are, are against having the awkward and uncomfortable conversations, but they're the conversations that need to be had the most. Mm. Yeah. Yes, I think, and it takes sometimes, you know, if certain schools are behind in that and, you know, um, or maybe some girls don't understand, they've not had it explained to, to then have somebody like you be part of raising awareness around all of that, I think it's really important. It will have a really positive effect. It's needed. So I think at that time as well for young girls, I mean, just referring back to myself, it's such a up and down time. Your, your hormones yeah. are everywhere you're trying to fit in and you you know you you don't you, it's it's such a rough time for girls and mm-hmm. it, it's very important it's important yeah and getting that message across that sport can help as well it's because you're embarrassed aren't you and you know p lessons at school have changed yeah. a lot since my day when they were horrendous so i I'd like, i think if girls realize it helps them during that time that can make a difference yeah i think you're actually, you're actually um, stronger just after and Weirdly enough, you're actually stronger after you have a child as well. Yeah. Well, you have to well, be, don't you? Yeah, oh. you do. I should die. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> hell. Can I just tell you both, and that lasts for, so far, 19 years. <laughs> then you have to be really strong. Oh. Really oh strong. Oh, my God. Because you have to, like, physically try and lift a 19-year-old child out of their bed oh. type of strong, yeah? And say, come on, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. Isn't it funny, though, how you're going through that? But, like, with mine, I just want them to stay. stay I don't know what your bed. four-year-old's like, but <laughs> Natasha, but my my two, I just want them to stay in bed. It's like, 5 a.m., go and get mum. And I think, oh, my <laughs> God. So we're, It's so weird, isn't it? Then you get to that stage, your stage, where you're like, oh, bloody hell, get out of bed, do something. Oh, 5 a.m., they only do that when they're not in school. When, when yeah. Like, my, my little girl, when it's school, it's like, I'm tired. I'm not getting up. I'm, I rolls over, puts the out. So I, I, what makes it worse is I've turned it to my mum and I just flip the lights on and walk out the room. And ah. that has been, turn the lights off. Turn the lights No, get up, get up. And okay. So on the weekend. It's like, what, the you weekend. up early? Yeah. I don't get any of that. It's... I'm like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. You did it all week, but not today. It's Saturday. Why aren't you doing it today? <laughs> Our hot mess mums telling it like it is. Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. Not long left for you to nominate a mum who deserves a treat this Christmas. This year has been tough, but we want to help give one mum a Christmas to remember for the right reasons this year. Our friends at Swan are helping us do this by giving you a voucher for their products for a massive £2,000. Now, if you don't know about Swan, their homeware products are amazing. They're great quality, super stylish. This money can go a long way to giving your home a facelift this Christmas. We want to find the most deserving mum in the Hot Mess Mums Club. Someone who's had the most challenging 12 months. 
To find them, we want you to nominate someone you know that's gone above and beyond this year, being an incredible mum in the most trying times. To do this, all you need to do is go to hotmessmumsclub.com forward slash win and let us know all about the person you're nominating. Entries close at 23.59 on Thursday, 3rd of December 2020. After this, we'll go through all the entries before finding our hero mum of 2020. Good luck. Kelly Pegg, Jenny Powell, Hot Mess Mums. I think, um, you know, for you now, now that we've decided you're going to be an ambassador for the youth of today, <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, oh. and obviously, you know, you've got you're you're, you're an amazing mum, etc. I think for you, you're you're one of those people. You, you you come across as quite laid back. You know, your, your attitude, your approach is. I've met some real sort of sports people or, or famous people who they're so obsessed, almost obsessive. You know that it makes me a bit uncomfortable. But I think from where you're coming from, your karma. Um, people could just benefit from thinking the way you do in whatever approach they have to whatever they've got to do, if you don't mind me saying. Oh, that's very nice, thank you. I think I, I do think so. I, I do think being a mum's changed that. Right. So, right. So I, I was probably I, I've always been laid back. Joe will tell you I'm too laid back and whatever. But um, when you are an athlete, especially on that GB time when it didn't have the baby, I was so focus driven and so, or it's like result orientated that mm-hmm. it, nothing else mattered and I'd lose and I'd be upset for weeks. And and now being a mum, I'm like, kind of puts things into perspective that, you know, right. there's, there's bigger things there. And, you know, that now I've got someone, you know, looking at me for a whole different reason. And I, I've got to change the, not the person who I am, because I'm, I'm still that laid back and quite calm, quite chilled and whatever. But, you know, I, I need her to look at me in a different way and to be, to be able to come and say, I'm, I'm proud of my mummy. So. A bit more balance, isn't it? I think that's what kids give you. They, they become, they centre you a little bit more and you, you take start, over. Um, yeah. Then. And you don't sweat so much over results and hitting certain things. I mean, it's, I'm 39 in a few months and I think it's taken me all of this time to get to a place where I just, focus on every day and I don't look too far ahead anymore but I think that's because I've got two and I don't have the capacity to do it either <laughs> so anyone with more than one is my hero but I think as a new mum especially for my first time I was so focused on getting it perfect right yeah you do so yeah like they literally she literally took over the whole world because I was like right I'm gonna breastfeed and and then oh. But it's a bit at this time, and no one's going to hold it at this time, and I'm going to pick it up at this time. And I was, and you, you, you want to give them so much love, but you don't want to give them too much that it's going to make the uh, like. And I, I was reading things like, and I was so stressed about being like, just perfect. And then, like you say, you get into a, a thing where you think, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do it my way, and I'm going to take bits of advice of what everybody says, and what will work will work, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. I'll just move on, but it did take a while for that to happen. And that was the reason why eventually I came back into, in, into boxing because I had retired from amateur boxing and, and I thought that was me career over. Yeah, I mean, that's great to bounce back the way you have because it could have easily been your exit once, you know, you'd become a mum. So what was it in you? What what was it that made you realise? I mean, obviously then you realised you were comfortable with having a child and going back, but... You know, there must have been that fire, that hunger that was always there, and maybe you'd put it in a box for a bit. 
it was just I think more it was opportunity and unfinished business all my right. all- I love that say it again unfinished business I'd be so scared if you said that to me <laughs> say it to Terry Harper on the thir- on the when are we seventh. Th- no seventh yeah. yeah we could say the 13th say it to her unfinished business yeah and so- say it to Joe as well yeah. he knows he knows we have, we have conversation all the time but yeah I just I think you know all my life all I've ever done is taking opportunities that have come to me if they work they've worked if they haven't they haven't but at least yeah. I can look back in 10 years and say well I did it and it didn't work out instead of thinking oh what have I done that because yeah. that annoyed me more than anything so at yeah. least I can say that I've done them and the opportunity was there and I took it um, and it, it, it has worked out for me and you know yeah it's been it's been it's been a good journey it's not over yet no it's is it not it's not the um the fight is it the first world title fight between two british women is that right Mm. so i mean because we've had a lot of first talking to you haven't we like the first this i mean you've that is a huge deal though isn't it and it's on sky sports as well yeah so bloody i've just got sky in as well can i just tell you perfect timing because there i go i changed from bta think oh sorry i'm gonna get sky right so i do it like a week before lockdown. So they get halfway and they say, we can't come and do your sky until the 15th of July. Yesterday, hallelujah, I'm Yay. just in time. Now I can prep myself, put my bits and pieces, my little Peroni or whatever ready for the fight. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. It was I'm meant to be. <laughs> do I have to pay for it? I don't know about all yeah. that. I'll yeah, you will do. Unless I'm it's happy part to pay. of your package. All right. All right, I'll get my package and my peanuts. Package peanuts, oh. Peroni. Everything we get, well, power package peanuts, Peroni. Yeah, it's fine. We wish you the best of luck with it. Uh, honestly. You know, I, not not being mean to Terry, because, you know, we don't want to do that, but we hope you win. <laughs> so. Yeah, I hope, I hope that, yeah, I hope you win and I hope you just knock her out. Sorry, Terry. Yeah. Um, but also, I was trying to do- avoid saying that. Just after you watch UFC, it's bloody brutal. I can't. I tell you what, I can't watch the girls. Um, no, uh, Martin makes me watch the girls doing you. I can't watch it. Well, I can, but I'm like that. Oh my god! But everyone's so pretty as well. I'm like, I mean, you're really pretty. By the way, when we come out of this, I'm going to talk to Joe because I'm so going to look after you because you are going to just be endorsing everything. I don't care saying it either because you're just <laughs> bloody gorgeous, honestly. Very blush now. Boxers aren't supposed to blush. Well, there you go. There's a first for everything, as we keep saying. Another should, first. Yeah. Should we do another thank you for, um, you know, because it, if it comes out after the yes. seventh, yeah, yeah, yes, Would you know, a roundup, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, don't know what to say now. God, that makes that a first, didn't it? I just <laughs> have some gin and I'll come up with something. Just wait there. Oh. She's not joking. It probably is in that mug, you know. It's so funny because Kelly doesn't drink at the moment. I say at the moment, she will. And then I um, haven't had a drink since February. How crazy is that? Why? Yeah, why? Why? Good question, Nat. Oh, do you know what? I just didn't want to drink it. I just fell out of love with it and it physically didn't agree with me anymore. And I just don't know. I just decided I didn't want to drink. And I I thought I'm not going to make a big deal out of it because I was told not to by lots of people. Just see how you go. So I just every week I'll just see how I go. I don't sort of. But my husband's a teetotaler, so it's never in the house. It is easier, actually. Oh no! Yeah. So she's done it. She's not drunk now. All the way, all the way through COVID, she's not drunk a drop. No, I was that in the afternoon. I'm like, oh my god, this COVID's doing my. You are my hero. You are my hero. (laughs) It's so funny. Anyway, um, right. So, 
<laughs> Natasha, um, I'm speechless to be fair, because um, I think I have got, what do you call it when you've got a bit of a bromance? What is it when you call it when, when it's, what's the equivalent of a bromance? Oh, I, don't, I think it is just bromance, isn't it? Is it's, it? Cause, yeah, I don't think there's a girlmance. Girl no, crush. A girl, girl crush, crushing. yeah. I just, I just think you're awesome. Knock them dead, girl. Oh, not dead. No, I didn't mean that, but knock them out because you will. And I think you're just, you're doing it all. You've got a great balance and you're going to be such a great ambassador for the sport. And all those young people out there need to hear you. So hopefully we've helped a bit to get the word out there yeah. and the positivity and the beauty that is Natasha Jonas. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Hey. The Hot Mess Mums, Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. Don't forget, we're giving away an incredible voucher for Swan's products worth £2,000 to one mum in the club this Christmas. But we need you to help us. To do this, all you need to do is to go to hotmessmumsclub.com forward slash win and let us know all about the person you're nominating. But hurry, there's not long left. Entries close at 23.59 on Thursday, 3rd of December, 2020. After this, we'll go through all the entries before finding our hero mum of 2020. Good luck.